Welcome to it, basketball fans. It is time for episode two of Yakking It Up at State. That's right, a look back at what would be the semifinal round or the consolation round, if you will, for the Whatcom County Prep Hoop teams at 1A and 2A State in Yakima. Yours truly, Doug Lang, with you here on the Doug Lang Network or online at onthedln.com. Still to come, we'll let you hear from a couple of coaches. We'll hear from Rob Adams from the Linden Lions Girls Squad and Roger DeBoer from the Linden Christian Boys Team. Also be joined by Ted House from nwcathletics.com. And covering things for the Linden Tribune, we will get an opportunity to talk to Eric Trent as well. Let's start things off with our scoreboard check of what went down on Friday in the Sun Dome for the Whatcom County teams. It was a loser-out contest, and it did not go the way of the Meridian Trojans. It went down to the wire and then some. We went into overtime before eventually it was Elma knocking off Meridian 50-47. to Sticking on the girls' side of the court, up in the 2A ranks, another loser-out contest, and the Linden Lions respond. They knock off Port Angeles rather lopsidedly. 48-33 is your final. Jumping over to the boys' court in the 1A ranks, Linden Christian bounces back from their quarterfinal loss at an absolute thrashing of Seattle Academy. Your final score, 75 239. Then we move on to a couple of semifinal matchups. First on the boys' side in the 2A ranks, it is Linden, a winner by the same identical score that they won in the quarterfinal round. They knock off Pullman by a final of 52-40. to And then the latest game of the day for a Whatcom County team had Linden Christian taking on Medical Lake in the 1A girls classification. Linden Christian controlled this one from the get-go, and they win it 58-34. to So let's dig in a little bit deeper in the loser-out contest played earlier in the day on Friday. We mentioned already Elma knocking off Meridian 50-47. to It took overtime to do it. The Trojans end the year with a 20-7 and mark. They get 20 points in the contest out of Jolie Sipma. That is a game-high performance, 7 of 16 shooting. She also pulls down 9 rebounds in 35 minutes worth of play. No other double-figure scorers for the Trojans in the contest. For Elma, they get two players in double figures. They're led by the 18 points of Jalen Sackrider, and they get 15 from Molly Johnston, also 12 rebounds in the contest. 11-11 after one quarter of play, a narrow one-point lead at halftime at 24-23 for Meridian. Meridian looked like they were going to stretch this one out. They outscore Elma 10-4 in the third, but get outscored 18-11 to by Elma in that fourth quarter. It took Meridian to make a bucket in the final, I believe, 10 seconds in order to tie things up, send us into overtime, low-scoring affair in the extra four minutes, 5-2, Elma the advantage, and they win it 50-47. to A tip of the hat to Mark Gilmore and the Trojans for an outstanding season. We stay on the girls' side of the court It is Linden. We already mentioned that they end up getting that big victory, 48-33. They came out absolutely on fire in this contest, looking to bounce back after the number one team in the state in the girls' 2A ranks got upset in the quarterfinal round. Well, they were focused. 
Their largest lead in this one, 23 points, because they scored the first 23 points of the contest. They held Port Angeles scoreless in the first, held them to just eight points in the second, six in the third. Uh, they just ran away with this one. Really well-balanced attack for Linden in this one. Keely Hershey with 12 points to lead the Lions, 11 for Anna Vanderyacht. Nobody in double figures for Port Angeles. Got an opportunity to talk to the head coach for the Lions, Rob Adams, earlier. Started things off by asking him about the focus that he saw out of his team and their ability to flush the loss on Thursday and really, really take it to their opponent on Friday. Yeah, you know, we, we had a nice talk with the players last night. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've prided ourselves on the mantra of tougher together all season. And, uh, you know, we were, we were extremely disappointed with the fact that we thought we, we, we had a good opportunity last night to maybe swipe a game from a very good opponent in East Valley. And, um, you know, we talked to the kids about, hey, at the end of the day, uh, it's easy to, to play hard and, and get after when things are going your way. And tomorrow we kind of find out a little bit about ourselves. You know, are, are you able to pick yourself up and move forward and, and get after it? And uh, to come out and, and race out to it, I believe it was either 20 to 0 or 23 to 0 start, um, you know, kind of set the tempo for the whole entire dome that, that you know, we went business today and, and we were really excited to be part of that. Coach, how long did it take your team to kind of bounce back? I, I mean, obviously, they had their designs, much like you, on winning a state championship. How long? I mean, I think us in the media, uh, adults, fans, it kind of takes us longer than quite often it does for players. Hey, there's another game to be played. Uh, I, I heard from a different reporter, Keeley was saying, we've got a chance to better what we did last year, the motivator that, that players were taking into it, and that was real quickly after yesterday's game. Well, yeah, you know, we, we, we got in the locker room, and and obviously, you know, when, when it's a four-month season and it's a grind and you put all that time and energy into it and, and dealing with the injuries that we had to deal with and, and the next person up type mentality, we, you know, the, we were bummed. And uh, But before we even left the locker room, I kind of brought it full circle and explained, hey, like if somebody would have told us in November, seriously, that like we were going to win the Northwest Conference title, win the district title, win a regional championship, and then have a potential to play and be in the top four in the state of Washington. I mean, who in this room would have thought that was a heck of a season? You know, and then quickly the girls were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, hey, if we come ready to play tomorrow and we take care of Port Angeles tomorrow morning, like, that's what we're playing for. Like, like you have a chance to accomplish all those things. I was like, the sting of this loss, yeah, are we disappointed? That can we be bummed? Certainly. But again, your your toughness, your character, your grit, you know, is going to get judged tomorrow in the Dome based on how do you come back from this. And, and you know, like I said, I I thought by the time we left the locker room, you could tell we were bummed, but I think they had already started to kind of process that, hey, you know, like we've had a great year and we're not going to let this one bring that down. That's the voice of Rob Adams. He's the head coach of the Linden Lions. Girls, they are going to square off against Black Hills and play for fourth or sixth place coming up on Saturday in the Sun Dome in Yakima. They knock off Port Angeles today, 48-33. to Coach Keeley gets 12. Uh, Anna Vanderyak gets 11. Who stood out amongst all of your players? Uh, what, what comes to mind when you think about uh, best performances here in, in, this, in this most recent game? Well, I, I thought just 
overall, it was everybody. That that first group of five, I, I thought our energy uh, and our passion to play. I mean, we we got every 50-50 loose ball. We got every long rebound. Uh, we got out in transition. Um, Keely did a really good job of kind of setting the table. She she didn't play a lot of minutes uh, just because once we got up, we were kind of smart with our bench and as far as you know, knowing that we we're hopefully going to get to play another game tomorrow. Um, but I, I thought we did a good job of sharing the ball and. You know, overall, I, I really thought the play of Anna Vandriot and, and Ruby Vanderhock and Liv Choker, um, it, Ruby struggled from the field as far as uh, she missed a lot of bunnies and a lot of chippies that she would usually make for us. But um, they were in attack mode. Liv and Ruby came out in attack mode from, from opening tip. And, and that, again, kind of set the tone for us to kind of feed off their energy and uh we put it away early and, and managed to kind of just grind it out and we'll be playing on Saturday. Coach, deja vu all over again. It, it seems kind of a theme here for you guys here during the postseason. It is another foe, uh, same as last year, the fourth and sixth place game against Black Hills. That was a big ball game. You guys end up falling to Black Hills, end up sixth. Uh, what is different about this Black Hills team this time around? Oh, they seem to have gotten bigger. I mean, they, they, we just watched them tonight, and I was like, man, I don't know if we're small or if every team in the state just keeps growing a couple inches, but um, they're extremely big. I believe they boast the, the player of the year in, in regards to their point guard. Um, you know, they, they played a very inspired game against today against one of their arch rifles in, in WF West and, and managed to get that win. Uh, WF West beat them the previous three times this season, and, and Black Hills returned the favor today, so... Uh, you know, we, we, we watched it live. We we never look ahead. So, you know, our coaching staff, we're going to hunker in tonight and uh, get film out and, and start studying up and, and seeing if we can get one good old, uh, good old fashioned Linden Lion effort tomorrow morning. That's Linden Lions girls basketball coach Rob Adams. Our thanks to him for joining us. The Lions will be in action at 9.30 on Saturday morning. They'll take on Black Hills. The winner takes home the fourth-place trophy. The loser goes home with the sixth-place trophy. On to the boys' court and the 1A ranks, where the Linden Christian Lynx look to atone for an upset loss, courtesy of the hands of the Kings Knights in the quarterfinal round. And they took their frustrations out on Seattle Academy. Linden Christian goes for 27 points in the first quarter, 30 in the second. They hold Seattle Academy to a combined 16 points in the first half. They get the running clock going right at the tail end of the second quarter. It is a lopsided victory in this one. Andrew DeVries, 22 points on 8 of 13, shooting 5 of 10 from beyond the arc. A double-double for Cole Bajima, 14 points, 12 rebounds. Everybody played, almost everybody scored in this one. It was, uh, well, uh, a little bit of a bounce back, and that is, uh, to put it rather mildly, uh, the Lynx shoot 50% from the floor, 40% from long range. They hold Seattle Academy to 30% shooting on the floor, 14% from beyond the three-point ring. They out-rebound Seattle Academy 45-21. Lyndon Christian wins this one 75-39. They win it going away. 
Talk to Lyndon Christian headman Roger DeBoer about the big victory and what he saw with his group that didn't let that loss affect them above and beyond the disappointment on that day, on Thursday, as they get the victory here in dramatic fashion. Yeah, you know, you never really know how that's going to, um, you know, unfold. You know, I mean, obviously they had a major setback on Thursday night and within whatever, whatever, 16, 17 hours, whatever, to to come back, um, you know, and to, you know, we we challenged all of us uh, individually, you know, how are we going to respond to this? You know, what is our responsibility to, you know, our Heavenly Father, what is our responsibility to, um, you know, our school community? What is our responsibility to each other? And, you know, as we talk through it, you know, you begin to recognize that, you know, you know, we love each other. We love the Lord. We love the game of basketball. And, you know, hopefully we can let that show. And, yeah, I mean, we got we got a big step, you know, big setback. But that, at the same time, you know, with setback comes opportunity. And, uh you know the good Lord has given us a platform all year long, and we want to want to make the most of that. And and uh, we certainly were proud of of our uh, of our players. Um, it's a pretty proud coaching moment to be able to experience what we did in the first half with that group of guys for sure. Fifty-seven points in that first half, uh, unbelievable performance. You hold them to sixteen points. Did you get a sense right after the loss on Thursday? in talking to your guys that they would be able to, you knew, you know how good they are, but as you mentioned, it's all about, okay, you know, where do you take it? Where do you not get so disappointed? Did you get a sense that you saw something like this coming, maybe not 57 points worth, but something, uh, you know, along those lines? Not right away. No, we, uh, it took a lot. I mean, we were all kind of in a state of, state of shock, you know, all the way up to bedtime. And, you know, for us as coaches, there wasn't a whole lot of sleep time and, um, you know, for the guys, you can tell that they're in a little bit better mood by, by bedtime. And then, you know, we spent a lot of time just talking today, hanging out and, and uh, you know, trying to, you know, get a grasp of, of where we were. And so you never really know until the ball goes up, you know, what you're going to get in situations like this. So um, we are just really, really impressed with, um, with the fortitude that, that our kids, you know, that they showed today. Full team effort in getting the victory, but let me talk about two guys that stood out, the double-double for Cole, 14 and 12, and then 22 points for Andrew, uh, 8 of 13 shooting, 5 of 10 from long range. Nice to see both those guys bounce back after tough nights on Thursday. Yeah, certainly. Um, it was it was neat to see those guys do that, you know, and, and Cole could have, you know, made a personal point to say, look, you know, I'm going to go out and get mine today, and one of his teammates actually complimented him in the locker room after that he still came out and was the typical Cole Badgema all about team guy. And, uh, you know, that's what makes Cole so special. It's never about him. Um, it's about our team. And, and uh, for him to, to do that and play as hard um, defensively and rebounding-wise and using his teammates and, and the way he shared the ball, I mean, it was really cool to watch. And, Man, you know, it's been it's been a few games coming for Andrew. He's been face guarded so many games over the past few weeks. Um, it was nice for him to be able to get freed up because I, obviously he showed why you probably want to face guard it because um, it was pretty fun to watch him uh, load it today. So that sets up now as we talk with Roger DeBoer, the head man for the Linden Christian Lynx. It sets up the battle for fourth and sixth place, 9.30 in the morning on Saturday. 
against Bellevue Christian, a team you're familiar with. You beat them in the uh, Christmas Classic at your place, 77-36. Got a couple of stud players in Ken West, uh, 19 points for ball game, uh, and May as well, 13 points per contest. What, what stands out, what may be different than the first time you matched up with them? Well, you know, I, I think that, you know, they came over to Christmas and, and there may have been a little bit more of an intimidation factor, but they've played very well as of late. Um, you know, they took Zilla down to the wire, um, you know, a day ago and, and uh, certainly showed, um, you know, that they're a team to be reckoned with. And they're playing, you know, their best basketball at the right time. And so, you know, we anticipate it to be a hard-fought battle. Um, you know, they're very well coached, and, and so I know that they're going to be very prepared. So, you know, we're excited for the uh, opportunity to, you know, be able to play a, a basketball game the last possible day of the tournament. And, and uh, you know, we, we hope to uh, – uh, leave you know a legacy with our seniors and and go out the right way. I'll, last question, coach. I'll just dovetail off of that. Obviously, it would be a whole lot better if everybody's holding up that big gold ball in a championship. But it is that that final opportunity for your seniors to to suit up and hit the floor. What are those emotions like heading into a game like that? Well, they're very special young men, so I know it'll be an emotional day for sure. Um, and, you know, it's, it'll be the last time this particular team never takes the floor together, you know, regardless of what age they are. So, I, you know, that always carries a degree of, of, of emotion. And, and uh, you know, we love these guys, and, and we, we've had a really fun run, a really fun season. And, and you know, this team leaves as, you know, the, the most successful two-year run in the history of women Christian basketball. And, that's a pretty that's a pretty special thing, especially in the conference that that we are in and the great teams that are around. So it's pretty exciting um, for this group of young men to be able to experience that. And uh, there's no doubt um, because of the family atmosphere we have and the love we have for for each other. Um, you know, there'll be uh, some mixed emotions tomorrow for sure. Lyndon Christian will take on a familiar foe on Saturday. The Lynx will match up against Bellevue Christian, 9.30 in the morning. It is a fourth and sixth place matchup. You win, you take home that fourth place trophy. You lose, you take home sixth place. Time to take a quick break here on the Doug Lag Network. We'll come back with more yakking it up at state as we focus our attention on the state championship matchups for the Linden Christian girls and the Linden boys. Do up next, we'll talk to Ted House from NWCAthletics.com and Eric Trent from the Linden Tribune. Want even more from the Doug Lang Network? A picture paints a thousand words, so follow us on Instagram at the Doug Lang. Sports and activities allow you to show what skills you have, but sportsmanship shows the kind of character you have. Present yourself in a way that is respectful towards others and exemplifies honest character and good sportsmanship. Ethics, integrity, and respect are important values in our daily lives. On the playing field, these values are translated into a display of sportsmanship. Remember, sportsmanship, it's how you play the game. A message from the Northwest Conference and the Doug Lang Network. Want more prep hoops? For photos, interviews, and archived game broadcasts, go to onthedln.com, the online home of the Doug Lang Network.
Welcome back to Yakking It Up at State right here on the Doug Lang Network. Let's look ahead to a couple of state championship matchups for Whatcom County teams coming up on Saturday by first looking back at a couple of semifinal victories. We'll start with the boys. Linden, a winner over Pullman, 52-40, to the same score that they posted in the quarterfinal round on Thursday. Got an opportunity to talk about the big victory for Linden and what's ahead in their matchup against Sela with Ted House covering things for NWCAthletics.com. Yeah, and I'm sure they take another 52 to 40 score tomorrow too. But um, yeah, Linden didn't have, never got a big run on Coleman, um, a couple of four six point runs just to get far enough ahead and kept mostly a four to ten point lead for the entire game, especially the 13 right before the end. So, yeah, Pullman, uh, they played well. They, they played tough. They had a couple pretty good shooters and just never really got let Lennon get get out and run racetrack basketball at all. I also got to talk about Blake Silvis. As he had, had the brutal, bloody noses not once but at least twice in the contest where he had to leave the floor and eventually came back out there. Um, he, was, he was kind of the – I thought that you posted on Twitter, you know, he should get – Sportsmanship, but and he he was kind of worse for wear for it, but kept coming back. It kind of kind of epitomizes the grit of this team. Yeah, it kind of surprised me. Um, he came back. Uh, he went to the locker room in the second quarter. Uh, was there the rest of the first half, then came back, started third quarter, um, and looked fine. And then was uh, driven the ball up the sidelines against the press. Uh, they went to double team him and stop him, and he threw the ball ahead to Marsh, which led to a, a beautiful Whitman dunk on the on the press break. Uh, but then I looked down, and here he was sitting at midcourt on the sideline, holding his cupping his nose again, and it's bleeding. And um, fortunately, you know, I don't, I don't know um, if he's going to need an X-ray or anything like that. But he was at the uh, scorer's bench with about 40 seconds left in the game to come back in, and uh, they were far enough ahead to. Uh, Coach Roper just pulled him back. Ted, when we look at this matchup, you, you look at the shooting percentages overall, 51% for Linden, 42% for Pullman. Uh, Pullman had the advantage at the free throw line, 72% to 52%, but e-ball shooting, big difference in this one. Seven of them go home for Linden, 35% shooting, just 13% shooting for Pullman. And it was really good defense in that they didn't get really great clean looks at the three balls. No, they didn't. Uh, Connor Kincaid was the only one that, that hit a couple uh, for Pullman. Um, some offers after that. Even Jacob Wells, I think, is their their best shooter was over five. But yeah, with 16 points, uh, Lennon does a really good job of getting hands and faces and closing out. And you know, it's going to be tough to get a lot of three pointers on. I mean, this will certainly be tested tomorrow because uh, Steeler can light it up from the outside. You mentioned this Sela team. They won it over Renton, 51-56. Game went down to the wire. It wasn't really decided until within the final 10 seconds. We go back to their first matchup of the year, also in the Sun Dome here in, or there in Yakima. 68-41, Linden won that one rather easily. But the uh, Pepper brothers kind of lead this Sela team, and, and the older one, Elijah Pepper, wasn't with the team. He was out injured. He's now back. That's a far different team with him there. It, it really is. He missed, uh, I don't know how many games, but he may have played the first few, then he was out until about mid-January. 
So a completely different Zealand team, and Linden just rolled over them when they were here in Yakima at the, the Sundome shootout. Uh, it'll be a much different um, game tomorrow. Zealand will have the crowd advantage. Um, both fans are here, which is great. That'll you know help the student sections. But um, Zealand had a pretty full side today, and they were close a few years ago in a loss to Foss. Um, yeah, I'm sure they want this one pretty bad, and Linden's going for their third back-to-back uh, -back state championships. Started in the, the early 60s and the early 90s, and this is their uh, third attempt at it. So, Ted, what do you expect style of play? You got a chance, obviously, to watch plenty of Linden. You've seen Sela a couple of times. What do you see in that matchup at 9 o'clock Saturday night for the 2A state championship? Well, Sela is really dangerous, especially with with uh, Elijah Pepper, the ball in his hands, and it'll be in his hands a lot because he has incredible range. Um, he's a big kid, solid 6'3", but, you know, very well put together, almost identical to his uh, brother who's two years younger. They're both about 6'3", but they also slash to the hoop really really well, get to the foul line a lot. Uh, the Lions are going to have to help on him and and not foul him. What I've noticed with Stilo over the years State tournaments, though, is if Elijah Pepper goes off with for 40 points, that's usually a loss for him because no one else scores. They're really at their best when they, you know he'll get 20, 22 like they did tonight against Renton. His brother got about 20, uh, and a few other guys well, actually uh, tonight. Those two accounted for close to 50 of their their total points tonight. But um, yesterday they were really balanced, uh, looked really good. So it's uh, Linden's going to have their hands full. It's I mean just call it even, roll the ball out there and go at it. I don't think either team has a big advantage. Uh, and look for either Clayton Whitman or Elijah Pepper to be your MVP uh, based on who wins tomorrow night. That's my conversation with Ted House from NWCAthletics.com. Let's turn our attention to another state championship matchup. The Linden Christian Links on the girls' side will take on number one LaSalle for the 1A championship. How did they get there? Well, by beating up on Medical Lake in the semifinals 58-34. to Time to look back at that contest and to look ahead. I got an opportunity to chat about it all with... Eric Trent, who's covering things for the Linden Tribune at the Yakima Sundome. And we started things off by talking about this being a workmanlike effort for the Lynx. Yeah, and that was exactly it. Um, depth and defense is what has carried the Linden Christian uh, in the tournament so far. They did have, they were up by eight and early in the second quarter, and uh, Libby Stump came in, scored 12 points in three minutes kind of brought them back up, and uh, Lennon Christian's, you know, interior defense is phenomenal. They've allowed 12 points uh, total in the paint in the last two games. seemed like every time um, Medical Lake tried to drive it in, they would, you know, get deflections, get offensive rebounds, they, or get defensive rebounds, and they were, you know, interior defense is just excellent. Libby is a great storyline in this one. A freshman, she's five of five uh, from the floor in this one. Three of five from the free slide. Fourteen points in just fifteen minutes played, and it's 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 pick a new person who's going to stand out. And and she was somewhat of a surprise, but a surprise that Living Christian was more than happy to have. Right when when she came in, it was like an instant boot because they'd become stale at that point. Uh, 
you know, they were up by 12, I think, and then they it dropped down to eight. She came in and scored 12 points in that quarter alone. And it was in a span of three minutes. She was, she hit a three-pointer. She dropped in a couple floaters, a couple mid-range jumpers. She was just, you know, on fire. And that's, you know, Lynn and Christian has basically 10 starters that they, that they can put in. Uh, there is no letdown when they put in their second string. And, um, you know, Brady Bomber is uh, really lucky to have that many good players. And there's only three seniors on the team, so it's hard to, you know, say they're not going to be one of the favorites next year, too. Grace Dirk with 12, Riley Dykstra with 12, also nine rebounds for Riley in the contest. And uh, they were just kind of all over defensively. When you look at the shooting percentages, just 29% shooting for Medical Lake, 16% from beyond the arc. If the defense is there for Lyndon Christian, you've got to give them the advantage that they're going to be the favorite in almost every contest when they can play that type of defense because the offense – flows off of the defense. Yeah, I mean, LaSalle is going to be able to have to hit long-range shots because <laughs> they're going to have a tough time if they're going to be – they do have some good post players, uh, Bomber said, but, you know, it's, it's hard to believe that anyone is going to have success against Lennon Christian in the post. You mentioned this LaSalle team. The Lightning are 25-0. and 0. They're number one in the state, and they just got done – uh, beating a Kashmir squad that the Linden Christian beat last year for the state championship and may very well uh, feature the best player uh, on the girls' side in the state of Washington, Haley Van Liff, who's being coveted by, you know, you name it, every, you know, D1 school out there. They hold her to 15 points and nine rebounds. Uh, they have a double-double out of uh, one of their stars in Trista Hull, 12 points, 13 boards. But everything I'm hearing is it's going to be a real difference in style. They like to run. They're really going to push the attack against this Linden Christian much taller squad. Yeah, Linden Christian is definitely going to have their hands full. You know, LaSalle had the 40-point win yesterday. Then they shut down Van Lith, who, you know, she had Baylor's head coaches in attendance watching um, her in the tournament, which is the number one women's team in the country. Um, you know, <laughs> they shut down Haley Van Lith, and they blow out, you know, the team by 40 points in the semifinals or the quarterfinals. I, <laughs> it's kind of hard to say that Lennon Christian, you know, can win, you know, is going to win this game, but you never know. That's why they play the games. Final one, uh, as we talked about it, your your first uh, foray here into the state tournament, and it is kind of like you know watching a game at uh, you know at the Jake or watching a game at, at Lyndon Christian's gym because of you know most of Lyndon is here. How much of an advantage is that in your mind for the state championship game for LC? And I think a lot of the Linden fans are going to be sticking around and wanting to watch that one. Yeah, that is going to be a huge advantage for, you know, Linden Christian because every game, you know, Linden, doesn't matter, you know, if LC's playing, the Linden fans are cheering. If Linden's playing, the LC fans are cheering. Even when Meridian was in their, you know, loser out game today, they had the Linden crowd there cheering them on and even doing like the Trojans chant for them, you know. So it seems like the entire town of Linden is here, and I think that is going to be a huge advantage because the crowd is definitely going to be on Linden Christian's side for this one. My thanks to Eric Trent from the Linden Tribune. 
Now that just leaves us with the schedule for Saturday, Trophy Day, and it'll look like this. Two games at 9.30 on the boys' court. Linden Christian taking on Bellevue Christian. On the girls' court, it is Linden taking on Black Hills. Then a little bit of a break. And then it is our first championship game of the day. At 3 o'clock, it is the Linden Christian girls taking on the number one team in the state in the LaSalle Lightning. A little more of a break. The last game of the night in the Sundome. 9 o'clock, the scheduled tip-off. The number one Linden boys will take on number five, the Sela Vikings, for the 2A state championship. Enjoy the ball games, everybody. Best of luck to all the Whatcom County teams. Thanks so much once again for listening along to Yakking It Up at State right here on the Doug Lang Network.